Hey guys, thanks for listening to The Issue Podcast. Make sure you listen every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Also check out our Instagram at the underscore issue podcast and our Twitter at the issue podcast. Listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Yo, what's up? We are back. It is, wow, November 2nd. It is a Monday. It's insane. Uh, we are in November. We were talking about how fast the year is moving uh, last episode, but it is getting there. And uh, finally into the home stretch of 2020, hopefully looking up in 2021. Uh, but another thing, sorry if the audio isn't as great today. We are not in our studio. I uh, had to do a little distance podcast. Both of us did now. So, uh, yeah, it's not going to sound the same, but still going to be the same good content. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. I mean, we're still going to get to our thoughts from Sunday um, and then our predictions, obviously, for tonight. It is 7.30 here. Yeah, it's 7.30, so we still have time. Game doesn't start until 8.15, so we still have some time. Um, yeah. Let's so just, let's just get into it, yeah. Yeah, right into Sunday's thoughts. All right, here, we'll start, with, uh, we'll start with New England and Buffalo. Everyone thought it was going to be a blowout, I, we, us included. Yeah. Wow. You know, um, Cam fumbles at the, what was that, like the 10-yard line? Yeah, and that was really – It was huge. That was obvious. That was the game. That was the whole game. That's uh, a big takeaway too. I mean, you look at the, the – at Yeah, the oh, my God, that, absolutely. And I would say other than that, Josh Allen being bad was definitely something to key on, but we're also going to touch on that more on Wednesday. on Wednesday when we get to the quarterback tiers because he's – Good. definitely going to be trending down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I mean, 15 for both e- each had one turnover. I just thought it was the, the time of the turnover. Cam just can't. Costly right there. Yeah. You know, it was just a sloppy game in the rain. Not a lot of not a lot of offense. And then it just came down to that one turnover at yep. the end. Yep. Um, all right, let's see here. Go next. Ooh, another one we kind of got wrong. We got that first one wrong against the spread, but picked the right winner. Um, here we go. Minnesota and Green Bay. Minnesota beats Green Bay 28-22. And this was surprising because we both took Green Bay. But I did say this would be a really big upset potential game. Well, yeah, I think we both agreed on that. Yeah, um, yeah we both agreed on that. And I don't really, don't, don't really know what happened. <laughs> I mean, if you statistically look at this game, the turnover, I guess. the Green Bay had one turnover. But outside of that, um, they played a better game. Yeah, they did. Some of that total yards, they led in total yards, total plays, time of possession, yards per play was about even, red zone touchdowns, completions, passing attempts, passing yards. I mean, all of it. And yet they still lost because of one man, and that's, that's Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Dalvin Cook is, is solidifying himself as a top three back. Oh, absolutely. Four total touchdowns? Oh, my. I mean, it played out of his mind. Um, I thought Rodgers was, was decent. I thought he was okay. Um, statistically, he was really good. Look, pass rating of 111. We're going to get into some more of that, obviously, Wednesday. I just thought uh, thought Dalvin Cook was just the story of the game. He was so yeah. impressive. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Rodgers definitely keeping himself, I think, where he's at, possibly even turning up, even with the loss. Because, I mean, you look at that stat line, that is not a losing stat line. I could not agree more. Um, yeah, but let's move on. You know what kind of surprised me, though? I'm looking what? at the game so far. A lot of quarterbacks with low – Passing totals. Look, you look here, Cam Newton, 174. Josh Allen, 154. Um, Kirk Cousins, 160. Now you look at the Vegas game, Derek Carr, 112. 
Baker yeah. Mayfield, 122. Okay. Yeah, I mean. I mean, that's incredible. And then the Raiders get a huge upset, 16-6. to six. Well, I wouldn't say huge upset, but really, really big win for not only John Gruden, Derek Carr, Mike Mayock, that whole organization, that's a big win. It is. That- if they drop below 500, losing to the Browns, um, that's not good. You know, it was, it was almost a show-me game. They showed that ti- they could compete. It was a very timely win, I feel like. Um, we were – I mean, I feel like all of – everybody was really – you know, kind of looking at the Raiders early on there for a while, like, oh, man, th- this team could be something. And then they kind of had those two weeks where they kind of stumbled over their own feet, and this was a good week to get their feet back underneath of them, start figuring out what works, get another win under their belt, just start getting back on the right track. I agree. I thought the difference was in the running game, though. Um, Cleveland actually didn't run the ball all that well, um, 22 for 101 yards. Yeah, they averaged 4.6 yards a carry, but – the Raiders were really, really impressive. Also, I was doing 4.6 yards a carry, but they were way more committed to it. Josh Jacobs, man. 45 carries for 100, or 208 yards total for the Raiders. So I thought that was the difference. Yeah. I mean, um, and it was reflected in time of possession. The Raiders did what the Browns usually do to other teams yeah. run the football, control the clock, play relatively safe football, a couple shots down the field here and there. And just keep shoving it down your throat. That's how they play. Absolutely. Oh, they ran it right into the face of uh, Cleveland, and they just didn't stop it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's see. What are, what Tua. Tua. Tua gets his first NFL win. Yep. Um, not a whole lot to say here. Uh, the Rams played sloppy. I told you um, that I picked the Rams to win, but I liked the Dolphins to cover and due to the long trip yep. and the short week for – for LA and the Dolphins coming off a bye, mm-hmm. I just really like the Dolphins to out coach and out just outplay them, out have more have more energy. Yeah, and they did. Um, the two turnovers of Jared Goff plus the fumble was huge. Yep, I mean that was huge. Um, I do think a big part that we have to look at this though. Yes, Tua got his first win, but didn't look the best. Twelve for twenty-two, ninety-three yards, under hundred yards, one touchdown, no picks, eighty passer rating but he also fumbled and lost that fumble yeah he didn't exactly look great in his first win yeah he didn't look good he was lucky that the defense is really good yeah and he was lucky that um he's got really timely plays from his teammates yeah um look they only had 145 total yards yeah but the rams had 471 this game is a lot closer than the score looks though it just came to turnovers. Yeah. I think that's really simple. Yeah, two had those two, the two turnovers, but the Rams had four total turnovers. Mm-hmm. And so I thought it just came out of turnovers. Jared Goff didn't look great, didn't look awful though. But yeah, Tua, um, I, I think you just take it game by game. Yeah. Look, you just got to look for him to get better next week, and he'll be fine. Yeah. All right. Let's, oh, let's just go to the blowout next. Um, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, I don't think. I think mean, him and Russell Wilson. And Russ, Russ. Yeah. Um, just wow. 31 for 42, 416 yards, five touchdowns, no picks, 144 QBR. What is he? What's his number? Like 21 touchdowns? 21 touchdowns, one pick. Wow. It looks like the Chiefs' goal was real clear. Most people can be like, oh, we're going to, you know, we're going to try running the ball. We're going to try this. No, the Chiefs literally said, hey, our strength, we like to throw the ball. The Jets suck. We're going to be able to throw the ball. They threw it 47 times and they scored 35 points. It was amazing. Yeah. Uh, Sam Darnold looked like overwhelmed. It looks like, eighteen yeah. for thirty, one hundred and thirty-three, no touchdowns, no picks, seventy-one QBR. We expected this stuff. Yeah. Like we expected the yep. Chiefs to kill them. Yep. Um, and may I just add in real quick? 
Mahomes is starting to look like he's going to use Le'Veon Bell as more of a receiving back. Uh, you look at the rushing uh, for this game. Le'Veon Bell, yeah, had just as many rushes as uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire with six. Um, only rushing for seven yards, and he did fumble, but he didn't lose it. And then, um, but receiving, you look at Le'Veon Bell, three receptions for 31 yards, averaging 10.3 per reception, the highest, um, just the, the best receiving game from any of the running backs on that Chiefs squad. So, well, yeah, I think that's the thing that Bell was always pushing for, though, is he was like a two way back. Yeah. You know what I mean? He could line up in the slot. Or oh, he, he could line up in the slot. He did it all the time for Pittsburgh. And I think, I don't think it'd be crazy for the Chiefs to utilize a two a two running back set. Um, if you had Edwards Alaire in the backfield, you could split out Le'Veon, mm-hmm. and it would throw a lot of different looks at the defense. Yeah. I think he adds another dimension to the offense. And you're right. Yeah. Um, I think it's mostly in the passing game. All right, let's see here. How about Tennessee gets upset by Cincinnati? Joe Burrow is so impressive. He is. I was so impressed. Twenty six for thirty seven. Two touchdowns, no picks, 107 QBR. Yeah. I I was so impressed. He looked really good. Hitting on 70% of his passes. 70. I, I, I had nothing else to say. He was so impressive. Um, he was just, he's just really good. Mm-hmm. I think he could be a star in the league. He could. Uh, I think Ryan Tannehill for the second straight week has shown um, some of his limitations. Yep. Uh, 18 for 30, yet again, 233 yards, two touchdowns, un- had another pick, 92.8 QBR. Yes. So um, starting to show that he's a little more human than he started out as. Still really good. I would say he's now at the bottom of the second tier. Mm-hmm. Um, just He's been playing solid this week – or not this week, this year, I'm sorry. Um, just, had a, just had a bad week. Yeah. Not a great week last week and then had a, a worse week this week, but I don't think it's – too too much to look at, but Joe Burrow's an animal. He is. Yeah, and Derrick Henry is also an animal. How do you do? Oh my god! Eighteen rushes for one hundred and twelve yards, one touchdown. Yeah, he's uh, just he's so good. He's so you know, good. He's the best. Um, I would say statistically, he's the best back in the league. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but aren't you a little surprised that the Cincinnati defense held up to that? I did, and they actually got a late touchdown. It wasn't all that close that late, you know? Yeah. Um, I think the Bengals at one point were up, was it 24-7 or something like that? They were, they were crushing them for a while. Um, so it was really impressive. I thought I thought the defense looked good, and I think Joe Burrow was so incredibly impressive. I think he is going to be – right now, I, I think him and Justin Herbert are, are neck and neck for rookie of the year. Yeah. And I think Joe Burrow um, – Colin Coward was talking about it. Could be better than Lamar Jackson. You you go ten years down the for ten years the next ten years. Um, Colin Coward said he'd rather have Joe Burrow than Lamar Jackson. I could not agree more. I would agree with that. Um, I think Lamar is more talented, but he's but the hole Lamar. in his game is much bigger than any hole that Joe Burrow has. Mm-hmm. Which Joe Burrow? What's his hole? Um, he only popped for one year. Fine, he's fine now though. You know, yeah. he's a little bit older. Who cares? I don't care. He didn't play for three years in college. His body's well rested. He's fine. Yeah. Um, his arm strength, he can still make all the throws. He can. And so I was, I was mightily impressed by him. And he's making really good decisions with the football too. You he know, is. Part of four, he's not making usual rookie mistakes, which kind of surprises you when you first see it. But I, I agree. I agree. Um, all right, let's move on here. How about Indianapolis? Big, uh, big win. Mm-hmm. Win by twenty points. I think we both kind of predicted this. 
Yeah. Phillip Rivers couldn't miss. 23 for 33, 262, three touchdowns, no picks. Yeah, he looked really good. Uh, 120, almost 24 QBR. And, like, there was nobody on the Lions that really stood out. Nobody. Uh, I mean, Stafford did decent. Can we, but can we just take a second and look at the rushing numbers? Yeah, that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at 11 yards on one rush. I'm looking at 10 yards on one rush. I'm looking at seven rushes – or seven yards on five rushes from Adrian Peterson and six rushes and one yard from Swift. Matt Stafford had one carry and was second on the team. The leader on the team was Jamal Agnew, who's listed as a wide receiver, but his number is 39. He's a reserve running back, and he had one carry for 11 yards and led the uh, Lions in in rushing. (laughs) What did we just witness? 13 for 29 on the day for the Lions. They are so bad. Can you believe that Reggie Ragland said that they have the the pieces to be a Super Bowl contender? I shut that down pretty quick, and yeah. I think, um, wow, yeah. you know, I can't just a terrible, not look at that terrible football. I would say Stafford though kind of solidified himself in that tier three. Look, to be able to have a ninety-seven QBR, three touchdowns, only one pick, mm-hmm. while having to drop back forty-two times with no with no running game was impressive. Yes, uh, I thought it was really impressive. So let's go on here. Wow, huge comeback from Denver. Did you see that? 21-point comeback. They scored 21 in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. um, to come back and win 31-30 to 30 on the very last play of the game. I thought uh, Drew Locke turned it on. Halfway through the game, right around halftime, I think I checked the box score. He had no touchdowns, one pick, like a 60 QBR and had under 100 yards. Yeah. Um, he finished 26 for 41, 248, three touchdowns, the, the one pick, 94 QBR. Um, he looked really, really good. He did. And then on the flip side, though, the really the big thing that killed the Chargers, I think, are those two picks from Herbert. The two picks, the the, the two turnovers in general. Um, I mean, and the, only the one inter, uh, interception, which was really early in the game for uh, for the Broncos, it was the timely the timely turnovers, timely giveaways. And I mean, giveaways are going to happen. Uh, throwing picks, fumbling the football, it's going to happen. Uh, it's about when, though. Unfortunately, it matters when. You're yes. right. And here, there were two picks at two of the worst possible times. Yeah, I mean, Herbert, I think he's going to be so, so good. And I still think he didn't look bad. No. Some of the throws he had, he – oh, he has such a good arm. Yeah. And I so think- accurate, so big. He's going to be so good Yes, for so long. I would take him as my rookie of the year right now. Um, if you look at his stats, he has actually better stats. Um, Burrow has about 350 more yards passing, but Burrow is um, 11 touchdowns, five picks. Herbert is 15 touchdowns, five picks, and what one or two less games. So, incredibly impressive. Um, let's see. I thought it was, I thought the story of that game was just LA blowing it. You know, yep. their defense imploded. All uh, right, let's see here. San Francisco. Lose to Seattle. We kind of saw uh, that, though. I thought that the 49ers oh, yeah, actually – I made that. a really weird – I don't know why I would say that. Um, I, th- I thought the story was Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt, yep. injuries. And Russell Wilson played like Russell Wilson. I mean, 27 for 37, 73 completion percentage, 261 yards, four touchdowns, no picks, 128 QBR. You can't make it up with Russell Wilson. He is so good. Also, add, adding six rushes for 23 yards, 
with, with a long 21-yard run. He's just so I mean, shifty. He is, you can't hit him, and no one can so ever good. seem to hit him. Um, I thought it was kind of weird, though, that Nick Mullins did really well. Yeah. In relief for Jimmy Garoppolo, 18 for 25, 238, two touchdowns, no picks, 128 QBR. Yeah, he looked like awkward, um, really weird. So this brings up, though, this begs the question, do you think – it would be crazy if Kyle Shanahan moved off of Jimmy Garoppolo. No, I don't think so at all. I don't I know. Think, I, I think, was listening to Doug Golub. He said it wouldn't be crazy. Look, the Patriots need a quarterback. They're familiar with Jimmy Garoppolo. And if and Bill Belichick is better than anyone at using someone's strengths. Um, and I think he could make Jimmy Garoppolo a top 12 to 15 quarterback, yeah. which is all that he needs. Yep. Right now, Cam is bottom five. And that's Statistically, in the last three, four weeks, Cam is bottom five. Mm-hmm. If he gets Jimmy Garoppolo to be a top 15 quarterback, yes, they are exponentially better. Mm-hmm. So you Jimmy Garoppolo goes there maybe for like a, a third-round pick, and the 49ers are able to get Matt Ryan from the rebuilding Falcons yep. who are going to want to get picks and try to find their next quarterback yep. and just completely wipe the slate clean, get picks, Get a quarterback, get a young, good coach. I could definitely see it. I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's crazy. All right. Um, get to the last two games here, and then we'll get to the Steeler game. So we have three more games left. Sounds good. Saints beat the Bears in overtime. Such a boring game to watch. I watched the game. whole thing, and it was so incredibly boring, except for the fight. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's his name? Javon Wims went up out of nowhere and sogged this dude in the face twice, which can we, can I say something? I've never understood punching someone with a helmet on. Yeah. Like in that kind of, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. You punch someone with a helmet on and you're, I feel like you're hurting more than they are. Yeah. I mean, if you can take a head to head shot with a helmet full speed at somebody else, I'm going to probably say that your punch probably didn't do much to their face. Yeah. I I mean, I agree. Uh, (laughs) Just once again, um, the incompetence of the Bears, the Bears offense. Mick Foles looked really Nick bad. Foles was, yeah. He said he had the pick. I mean, he got sacked five times. He couldn't get away from. He the just passers. doesn't move very well. No, that's the thing. He's just really not that mobile. Um, but I was really impressed with Drew Brees. Yeah, really impressed with Drew Brees. He was pushing the ball downfield. He looked like the old Drew. One hundred and ten QBR. Um, two touchdowns, no picks against a really good defense. Yeah. I thought it helped that Alvin Kamara was really, really good. Look at that. Alvin Kamara had nine catches for 96 yards. And added 67 yards on the ground. That's insane. Yeah. So he – oh, God, he's so good. He is so good. He I'd had 13 targets. Him, Dalvin Cook, and uh, um, Derrick Henry, top three running backs right now. Yeah. Right now, this top season three. so far, easily. Kamara – Henry and uh, Dalvin. If I had to rank him, I'd probably go Henry. No, I don't know. I'd probably go Kamara, Henry, Dalvin Cook. Yeah. It's close, though. It's really close. It is, it is really, really close. Really close. Um, all right, let's go to the last game here. Well, last game before the Steelers game. Uh, Philly and uh, Dallas. Oh, God. This was the worst football game I've ever laid my eyes on. Guys, we're sorry for hyping up the new chief. I didn't think he was terrible, though. He didn't look too bad. <laughs> I thought the issue was he his mental clock was not calibrated to NFL speed. No. 
when he should have been getting rid of the ball, it looked like he wasn't even close to being getting, like getting ready to throw the football. Yeah. Uh, I, he just has to know that, look, this game moves faster. Well, also it's easier said than done, though. But he also doesn't even have an offensive line. Like, he the offensive line bottom, is not good. Bottom of the league. It's probably – yeah, it's bottom 10. I'll give you that, yeah. yes. And uh, it's just – look, he, he's never made an NFL start yeah, before. But also against the third best pass rush in the NFL. The Eagles are third in sacks. I think they're second in hurries. They are a really good – they have a really good defensive line in Philadelphia against a really bottom of the league offensive line in Dallas with a quarterback that's not calibrated to NFL speed and his first ever start in the NFL. It's a recipe for disaster. Yeah, I, I thought <laughs> for the circumstances, Danucci didn't play that bad. He had a 65 QBR. Uh, Carson Wentz had a 61. So yep. uh, I'm the fool that actually started Carson Wentz. Whew. Um, good thing that the guy I'm playing is like really, really bad. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know, I mopped the floor with him and I still have Leonard Fournette tonight. So that's good. That helps. Yeah. I mean, uh, let's get to Pittsburgh, right? Yeah. I was just, I was just going to oh, say Carson yeah. Wentz had 8.62 points. Wow. And my other quarterback, Lamar Jackson, who I sat because I wanted to start the Steelers defense. Yeah. Got me 13.82. So n- neither one would have been a good option. My highest score this week, other than Corey Davis, so my second highest score this week was the Steelers' defense. Isn't that insane? That's crazy. Steelers' defense was so impressive. Two picks, one touchdown, two fumble recoveries, four sacks, three forced fumbles. Mm -hmm. Such a good defense. And that's going to be a perfect segue into the fact that the Steelers are still the only undefeated team. They are 7-0, and they are playing so good. They got dominated. Their defense got absolutely dominated, but still came up when it mattered most. They gave up 265 yards on the ground. Yeah. J.K. Dobbins was ripping off 7.5 a rip. (laughs) Gus Edwards, 5.4. Lamar, 4.1. And we were still able to win. The Steelers were still able to win. That's the impressive part about it. With only 16 carries for 48 yards, we were still able to win. Yeah. With only 221 total yards, we still won. I mean, we've got dominated in every single stat category. Let's let's just go down the list here. Time possession, lost by about 11 minutes. Total drives, lost by two. Total plays, down by 29. Total yards, is about a 200-yard advantage for Baltimore. Um, passing yards, Baltimore. Completions, actually Pittsburgh because Lamar is terrible. We're going to get to that, though. Um, On Wednesday. Yeah. Yards per attempt, Lamar. Um, total rushing yards, uh, Baltimore. Attempts, Baltimore. Yards per rush, Baltimore. But the turnovers. Because our defense stepped up when it mattered most. Yep. Four takeaways. Made Lamar look terrible. Two, Made him look really bad. Two, two picks. And awful two picks. Two awful picks, too. And two fumbles. And he got saved by that. He almost had a third pick, too. But – that ball touched the ground. Barely. Yeah, barely he with Joe almost, Hayden. He almost accounted for five turnovers by himself. <laughs> yeah, it really, really was not a good look for him. Um, but like I said, Steelers should be really happy because yep. they didn't play well and they still easily won. I well, honestly, not easily won. They still won. I, I'm honestly going to take the Steelers again when they come to Pittsburgh. Oh, I, yeah. I think the Steelers win game two easily this time. So what their defense is able to do, Lamar, is insane. Yep. And uh, 
I think this speaks on the fact that the NFL teams are kind of starting to figure it out a little bit. Yep. Um, look, you load the box. We have about seven minutes here. We want to leave some time for uh, the Monday Night Football. I just want to say one thing. If you load the box, put eight guys in the box, make him throw the football, mm-hmm. stay in the middle of the field, make him throw outside the numbers where he's not comfortable throwing the football, yep. that's the recipe to beat him. That's how you – that's how you beat Lamar. But he the, cannot throw outside the numbers, and, the and league, he can't throw deep. The problem is for him, the league's figuring it out. <laughs> it is. They, yeah, they are. Um, so let's uh, predict. Yeah, let's get into Monday. some Monday night. It's currently uh, 8 o'clock, so we're getting this in 15 minutes before the game starts. It's going to be a massacre. Uh, the Buccaneers are favored by... 13 and a half. I have 13. Fox bet us 12 and a half, and the over-under is 47. Okay. So... I'm going to take the under because I think it's – I think that the Giants score like 13 points maybe. Yeah. I think the Bucks throw up 31. I'm going to go 31-13. Um, so I like the Bucks. I like the under, and I like Tampa to cover. I, I'll take them and the points. I like the exact same thing. I like uh, – honestly, I might like the over though. Because you think? I think that – the, I think the Bucks are going to score so many points tonight. It's going to be ridiculous. I mean, um, based on the averages, yes, but um, I'm going to go Tampa with the over. I like them to cover the spread, and I like them uh, to win. So, you know, it's a little bit crazy. What? Guess who the leading receiver for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is? Who? Is it Scotty Miller? It is Scotty Miller. Really? With 365 receptions. Or 365 seven yards, yeah. It's, it's surprising me that... Uh, Isn't that incredible? That he doesn't spread the ball to Evans more. That's just... That's insane. Yeah, that's um, crazy. Chris Godwin is is out, though, um, with a finger injury. So I'm thinking he just broke his finger. And honestly, I don't even mind that because let him sit. Yeah. Let him still. sit. This game's going to be terrible. They're going to win easily without him. Just let him sit. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I also want to speak on one thing about letting people sit. So... Steelers lost, what, Tyson Alalu or whatever, um, Cam Hayward, and uh, there was another defensive lineman that we lost. Oh, uh, Wormley. We got him as depth from the Ravens, I think, or something like that. Um, We lost all three of them. Three of our defensive defensive tackles, right? Right now we have Tewitt and a guy named Bugs, Isaiah Bugs, something like that, left, right? Do you think that we should – like, do you think it's okay? I think it, I think they're fine. Sit them this week, even if they're like hurt, not injured. Sit all three of them this week. Just let Tuit and Bugs play. Sign a guy from the practice squad up. Boom. Yeah. Sit them. Rest them. We play the we play the um the Cowboys. Yeah, they're terrible. We don't we don't need Cam Hayward. Yeah, obviously he's great. We need him most of the time, but we won't for Dallas. Yeah, just let them. Sit. We're not going to need Tyson Alotlu. We're not going to need him. Bugs made a really good play on Lamar on fourth down. I was saying all game, the gap control of the Pittsburgh Steelers defense was terrible. Mm-hmm. It was terrible all game, and that's a coaching issue. And Keith Butler needs to figure it out ASAP. And it was a really, really large issue I had with the game. Yeah. But on fourth and two when it counted, our backup defensive lineman, who he just drafted either this year or the year before, stayed in his gap, stayed on his block, waited for Lamar to run, shed his block, got him down, Stop him short. Him and Minka stop him short. Yeah. It was really impressive. 
Um, so I, I have no problem sitting those three guys and letting Bugs and it man the interior there. Yeah. Use your linebackers. Throw another linebacker in there. We just signed Avery Williamson. Play three linebackers um, and then play Dupree and, and TJ Watt with only two defensive linemen up front. The rest DBs. Right. I think it'll be fine. Yep. Um, but, I mean, overall, good Sunday of football. Good game. Oh, great Sunday of football. Yeah. It was a lot more entertaining than I thought. Yeah, it was. Um, but, guys, that just about does it for today's episode, actually. Uh, shorter episode. You know, we're not in our studio. Uh, back to being constrained for 30 minutes just for today. Um, but we will be back on Wednesday. We will be back in the studio. So, Audio will sound better again. We'll be able to get the longer, the longer show in for you guys. So, uh, thanks for uh, thanks for listening, and uh, make sure you're checking out our Instagram at the underscore issue podcast, and our Twitter is just at the issue podcast. Uh, we should have some more graphics up soon, and our new quarterback tiers will be on Wednesday. So make sure you come back because you're not going to want to miss that. And uh, thanks for listening to the issue.